<laughs> ah, there you go. Okay, can everybody hear me? Again, it's always weird when I'm in a new parish trying to do these things. So uh, hopefully you can hear me. Just please, if you can and see me, put it on the comment side so I know that I'm live and you can hear me and that everything's going through. Please, that would be helpful to me. Hello, Jade, can you hear me? Good job. Thank you all for saying that. Good. Sorry, this is the best lighting without going completely crazy in lights here. So this is the way we're going to have to do things because this is the way things are set up here in this place. I'm seeing I keep going a little bit uh, slow there. So again, if things get to be problematic, then we will sit there and uh, we'll take care of this. Anyway, you watching Father Larry Richards anchored in hope, anchored in hope with Father Larry Richards. And um, I am in Northampton, Pennsylvania at Queenship of Mary Church and having a great parish mission here tonight is, <laughs> I always have a halo, what's the matter? Tonight is the last night of the mission. So if you're in the Philadelphia area, New Jersey, by there, Allentown, uh, Reading, come to the last night. Tonight is the night of healing. So hopefully a great healing can take place tonight. Uh, we anoint people with the uh, St. Joseph's oil. Uh, we've had great turns out these last days. So hopefully uh, we'll do the same. So first thing we need to do is pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great God of love and mercy, send your Holy Spirit upon us. May your Spirit take control of us, lead us, guide us, help us to live your will as we prepare to enter in the holiest weeks of the year. We beg you these things, Lord Jesus, in your most holy name. Amen. Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for us. Good Saint Joseph, pray for us. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, I'm sorry I couldn't be here last week. Uh, I had to get my car inspected. And it was the only time they could get me in. And it was right at the time. So I wasn't going to do it from the car dealership. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're here and we should be here uh, next week. It'll be Holy Thursday next week. Um, three to four should work. I don't have mass until 6.30 that night. So anyway, this is your time to be able to answer, uh, ask me any kind of questions. I had a bunch of that came in on the uh, emails and they sent them to me. So I have them up here. And then also I have on your comments, this is the time for you to ask me questions. So we got stuff earlier today, all the way from uh, France, from Harry Faber. And he says, good evening. So it's uh, late over there. Um, I don't know what time I'd have to be like. Six, nine o'clock, I guess, over there. Anyway, that says next Sunday is Palm Sunday here. Instead of crosses made with palm leaves, we use sprigs of a box tree. Will you be blessing palm crosses or is there a different tradition in your parish? We have, uh, we just have the the, uh, the palm branches. Some people sit there and make some of them and they'll ask me to bless them or they'll bring them in to be blessed, but we don't uh, do any of those traditions. I already see here they have a bunch of crosses made downstairs for this parish, so they have uh, more tradition here. You know, it's a different part of Pennsylvania when you get here. 
very good, hearty people. Right across the street from us is a, uh, oh, two different uh, Ukrainian churches. One is a Ukrainian Orthodox church and one is a Ukrainian Union church. One's in union with uh, Rome. And so it's interesting to see all the flags and that off, uh, up and everything. So uh, again, we continue to pray for Ukraine and for peace. That's why it drives me crazy. I talked about it on Sunday. If you watch my homily about, you know, when there, people are going crazy over uh, uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, which of course he should not have done, but all the attention, three different stories, at least every day since it happened, it's almost two weeks and they're still going crazy. Hollywood takes itself way too seriously. I mean, there's people dying, there's children being born, they're killing babies, everything else, and we're worried about someone slapping somebody. It's got to be, it's just It's just stupid. We got to stop this. We acknowledge it, we say it's wrong, and then we move on. We don't spend time there and keep going there, and, you know, because we're so righteous ourselves. Again, I says that's why I'm not married, because I'd have probably punched the guy. I wouldn't have slapped him. I'd have punched him if he said something about my wife. I'm a priest of Jesus Christ. That is wrong. I get it. In my humanity, you wouldn't talk about my wife. And in my humanity, I would not be so gentle. So again, uh, it was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. He apologized. We need to move on. There is bigger things that we should be spending our time with when it comes to uh, our news. You know, are you kidding me? We could be, we're close to World War III if we don't watch ourselves and we're spending all this time focusing on other stuff. So, but anyway, so that's the part of it. I asked the sisters why we use Vox. She did not know. I asked my neighbor who hasn't been to church in years. He told me it's because even as they dry out, the leaves or in Vox never fall off. Well, there you go. I had no idea. Anyway, will your passion talk be live streamed? The passion is always the Wednesday of Holy Week at 7 p.m. I'm not sure if we're live streaming it. The problem with live streaming the passion is when I do the examination of conscience, it's a very detailed examination of conscience. And it's um, explicitly that we talk about sex and everything else. And so we just don't want uh, like kids in that to be watching um, that. Um, but I haven't, uh, we haven't talked about it yet. So we may or may not, I don't know if we will uh, or not. Um, I just did the Passion Talk here last night in Confessions, and uh, uh, it was the shortest I ever did the Passion Talk because the pastor asked me to, so it's usually an hour and 45-minute talk, and uh, it was an hour and a half talk. Um, yeah, exactly, an hour and a half. I got done by 8 o'clock because we go 6.30, 8.30, and so, and then we had great Confessions. Again, people haven't been in Confession in 50, 60 years, and that's always a great joy. You know, some people, I always warn people at the beginning, don't you come in the very beginning if it's only been a week or so. <laughs> oh, did I have people that do that? And I was, yeah, and I told everybody I would yell. And uh, if you did, you were supposed to be selfless and put other people in front of you. So some people had a great experience of Jesus and confession last night. And some people did not have such a great experience because of the, the selfishness and the irritability and the impatience of the priest. That's why at my own parish, I have a big sign, which I've told you before, above the person that's sitting in a chair. It says, be kind or be quiet. 
you know, so I needed that last night. But I told them, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And they still do it. But I should be used to that stuff by now. But again, uh, but a lot of great stuff was happening last night. So we hear confessions that night. I do not know whether we'll uh, do that or not. Okay. Is there only priests who are to read the part of Jesus and uh, Passion accounts on Palm Sunday and Good Friday? Uh, normally, yes. Uh, the thing says, if, if possible, it should be done by the priest. Uh, normally. There are always ex uh, circumstances go beyond that, but normally it should be a priest. Okay. Hello, Father Larry. Hello, Jade. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Amen. Chris Rocco's Jade an apology. I think he has apologized. What a great port uh, point. Yeah. There we go. Good job. Father, you mentioned a place where you purchased bulk miraculous metals. I lost my note. Would you mind telling me again? Thank you. The place I get miraculous metals is the, um, they sell them bulk up at uh, St. Paul Evangelization or St. Paul Church. Um, uh, and they're a great group up there. It's a, a street Evangelization. Just put St. Paul Street Evangelization or put bulk miraculous metals and you should be able to get there but it's st paul uh street evangelization okay there we go thank you nancy uh, the church i go to has a lot of them in the basket in the foyer with the invitation paper exactly i uh, i give them out i have one tonight i'm going to be staying in a hotel in danville pennsylvania as i i'll finish the mission tonight and i already got uh uh, Hampton Inns, where I normally type stay up in Danville, which is about an hour and 45 minutes from here. And then I'll sleep that way. It's a five and a half, six hour drive to Erie. So I only have to go about four hours tomorrow. And that's uh, always very helpful to me. So I encourage you to please, if you would, pray for me. You can also get bulk medals from the Association of Miraculous Metal. Well, there you go. Wherever you get them, get them, give them out. I think it's the greatest thing that we do that. Okay, now we can go for some things that came in through email. And this is just a question about how why my parish does things. It says the music at your Sunday mass is beautiful. I'm curious to why you don't sing the Lord's Prayer. Well, Father uh, Mac does when he has the mass. And I think that's so he can get out of saying it slow like I do. So he doesn't have to deal with it. He won't directly... Uh, uh, Go against what I do, but this way, if he sings it, everybody else can sing it. In all my years, and uh, soon uh, in two weeks, I'm going to be ordained 33 years. I've never sung the Lord's Prayer. And the reason is because some people uh, don't sing and they wouldn't sing the Lord's Prayer. And it's if any prayer should be said by every single person in the congregation, it should be the Lord's Prayer. And so uh, that's why we always say it. We always say it slow, so it's really part of the prayer, but that's why we do not sing it. It's uh, it's my preference. But again, the other priest does sing it. How do you handle Pharisees, traditionalists, and liberals in the church? <laughs> you got just about everybody in that question. <laughs> I was hurt and wounded by them online and by their propaganda. I'm a convert to the Catholic Church. Also, I have autism. Thank you. Again, Everybody uh, has their opinion and they share it, including me. Um, hopefully, we do this without being uh, totally judgmental of everybody else. Again, my I have no problems, whether you're a liberal, whether you're a conservative to me. Uh, like I always say, I'm neither. 
I'm orthodox, meaning that I would die for the whole official teaching of the church, the way people practice the faith. Again, I always say it's up to them as long as it's allowed by the church. When you get either a liberal or you get a conservative, they say the way they worship God is the only way to do it. And they can find scriptures to back it up and they can find documents to back it up. But again, whatever you're looking for, you can find. And my thing is that we're just called to be orthodox to the teaching of the church, but more so to anything else to the person of Jesus Christ, to God, the father, to the Trinity, that we stay orthodox. And that's why I always say I'm neither conservative or a liberal. I am orthodox. I believe in what the church teaches and I don't pick and choose usually what the church teaches. And so that's what I'm we should all be doing, in my opinion. But the best thing to do for them, uh, Jay, is to pray for them um, and know that uh, in our weakness, we all do uh, stupid things. And I really think that when people do that kind of stuff, they're like whistling in the dark. Uh, they don't believe it themselves. So if they scream and yell loud enough, maybe they can convince themselves and convince others. But whenever we're hurtful of other people for the faith, it's no longer the faith. Like I told the people last night, getting them ready for confession, that it is, uh, again, it can be mortally sinful to have the sin of detraction or the sin of gossip. And some people tell a lot of unkind truths and they go against the bishops, they go against the uh, cardinals, the Holy Father of the church. And so they, they preach all this hatred in God's name. But I always told, it's like I said last night, you can tell they're not of God because it can be mortally sinful for the sin of detraction. So if you're in sin by proclaiming the the weakness or the how you disagree with someone and you judge them, then you know that can't be from God because God doesn't use sin to proclaim his gospel and his truth will always stand out. So we can humbly say whether we agree or disagree. It doesn't mean we agree with everything the Pope or the Cardinals and that do. We do it humbly. We don't do it accusatory. We don't call them the Antichrist. We don't say that they're evil. We don't call them bad popes. We don't do that stuff in Jesus' name. Because, again, who are you? Who am I to do that kind of stuff? And yet we do it all the time, and we're all wrong. We all need to confess as, as we come close to the holiest of weeks. You know, how did Jesus deal with this? How did Jesus deal with sin? How did Jesus deal with er errors? He died pay the penalty of all those things. And if we would die to self and die to our opinion and fast and pray for these people, then a lot of good could happen. No good's gonna happen from us just judging each other. You do realize when we fight with each other in the church, who is the church? It's more than just us, it's Jesus. We rip apart his body. We rip apart the body of Christ by putting each other down in the faith by uh, uh, damning one another, by uh, thinking we're right and everybody else is wrong. And the way it's just, the, the church is so divided. It's so filled with hate. That's not of God. Think about everybody we talk against is someone that God created out of great love. And God loves them and he died for them in Jesus Christ. And we tear them apart. And that's never of God. So. Again, we got to sit there and think about these things when we do it. Okay, let's go on here. Do, 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 do. 
Father Larry, both you and Father Mac bring a large pyx to the altar several times a week when celebrating morning mass. There's a special purpose for this particular pyx. Yes, it is for the uh, the deacon. He has a uh, a communion service over at the nursing home. So he used the, the smaller hose and they're in that pyx and it's a big enough container to go over to, uh, right across the well, a block down the street from us is uh, Sarah Reed. Uh, nursing home and so he goes down here and has a service for them every week that's why that's there okay shoes of a fisherman father how come when i'm the closest to jesus especially after confession it seems the devil comes after me the hardest how can i fight it the best way is first of all not to give the devil his due tell him to go to hell and then sit there and know that especially after confession the devil's going to try to go after you, but you have Christ inside of you. You're in the state of grace. <coughs> you have the God of the universe inside of you. And who's more powerful, Jesus or the devil? Of course, Jesus. So instead of looking at the devil, look at Jesus. Look at his power. You are not weak. You are strong. And you're strong because Jesus is inside of you, not because of yourself. You are beloved son because of Jesus who died for you. Jesus who lives inside of you. You are the tabernacle of God. So you got to focus on that reality. When you focus on that reality, the devil's going to run. Huh? You know, uh, the saints used to sit there and say, what does Satan, what Satan cannot stand is being laughed at. You know, uh, when John, I mean, when John Vignet, and not Vignet, John Vianney, when he sat there and, uh, you know, the devil would set his bed on fire, you know, pretty bad. And he'd just sit there and say, oh, the Grampian, you know, what are you going to do? And he would just dismiss it. He wouldn't go, oh, the devil's coming at me. He would just say, Phew. you know, and again, that's what you can do. The devil has no power. Uh, he tries to make us afraid. He tries to put these fantasies in front of us. You just tell him to go to hell. And people always say, oh, Father, don't ever confront the devil. Shut up. You have God inside of you. You always are more strong than uh, the devil. You have God inside of you. Focus on him. Feel his strength. Get out of the way and let Jesus Christ live his life through you. Let Jesus Christ deal with Satan through you. Let Jesus Christ defeat Satan because he is the victor and we are victorious in him. So do not be afraid. Okay. So. Chris, my mom and grandmother are were tone deaf, but they still sing or sang for my grandmother during mass. I'd rather have a loud and joyful mass than people watching the show. Yes, exactly. But not everybody sings. That's the problem. So, but I get it. I'm wondering how do we go about finding a spiritual director? Well, I think women should have women and men should have men. That's just my opinion. There has been plenty of history in the past where you, uh, a lot of the women had uh, holy saints as spiritual directors. But I think that sometimes our spirit is different. Like with me, with my spiritual directees, and they're all seminarians or thinking about seminary, is I'm very strong with them. And um, sometimes, and even in confession, if I'm being strong, it's to get them to become great saints. Um, but sometimes I have been uh, strong when people, uh, women have come saw me and they were uh, very offended or hurt easily. Um, so my spirit was too strong for them. Now, some women, that's exactly what they want, exactly what they need. But there are some, like I, there's some great nuns in the city of uh, Beery, um, 
that are strong women, that are holy women. Uh, the biggest thing to I'd encourage you for for whether you be get a priest, the first way to find out if a priest is a good spiritual director is watch him say mass. Does can you tell that the priest knows that he's holding the God of the universe in his hands? You know, it, to me, it 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 show it's a lot about. And again, it's a judgment, but it's not a judgment on the person so much, but on their actions. If a priest says mass and they're just going through the motions, then where is the love? You know, you can have perfect ritual where the priest holds his hands perfectly and says the words and, you know, so they can get out of the way and let Jesus live inside of them. And I get that. But when a priest holds God in his hands after consecration, he needs to know it's God. And it, it should really affect him. It should really help him. And so if a priest can discern that God is in his hands at mass, then he can help you discern what God's will is for you. But no matter what, the two things I always tell people to look for in a spiritual director is first, they're a person of prayer, deep prayer. Because if they're not praying, then they can't help you. They just can't. And the second thing is they have to be orthodox, meaning they can't be teaching all kinds of weird stuff. They got to be in line with the church, you know, and again, not their version of the church. You know, again, that's why at our church, we have uh, different masses for the way different people worship. So at the one that's live streamed, that's really for the charismatics, the bread of life community. That's our most dynamic mass. But we have three other masses. At seven o'clock, we have a youth mass. And so we have music and act for the youth. At 8.30, it's more of a traditional mass. And then at 4.15 the night before, it's a little bit of everything. I don't know really what it is. But again, I always tell people when you come to my parish uh, and you're going to join the parish, I says, you're welcome to go whatever mass that makes, helps you pray better as long as you're not judging anyone else the way they pray. So if you like the Latin, that's God bless you. But don't judge the people that like the, the drums and the synthesizer and all the other stuff. Because if you bring judgment into mass, you're bringing sin into mass. So you got to stop that kind of reality. So uh, I always say, so whatever's going to help you pray. So again, they got to be uh, prayerful and they got to be orthodox. And as long as it's orthodox, I think that's fine. Okay. That was, that. hope that helps, Thomas. Hi, Julia. Hi, Father. The, oh, this is Pagan Paul. You're under Julia's name, Pagan Paul. But anyway, and she is the better half of you, you know. Just, just saying. <laughs> and I saw in purgatory when they were alive, leave money to a church to have masses said for him or her. Yes. And those masses get that soul to heaven. Yes. Uh, Yes, and in fact, a lot of people in their will will leave uh, masses said for their uh, their soul. My only concern about this is like, uh, like I, I, I like years ago when I was getting ready to go to Rome for my sabbatical, which is over ten years ago now. I had to write my will, and I was with the priest who lived at me at the time, and he said, "So, how many masses are you having said for you after you die?" And I said, "One, one." He says to me, you think one soul's enough to get your sorry butt out of purgatory? And I said, one drop of the precious blood of Jesus Christ is enough to get my soul out of purgatory. One drop. And he goes, oh, no, that ain't the way it is. And I said, so what you're saying to me huh, 
is that if you're rich, even God favors the rich because rich people can have uh, many soul, many masses said for them because it's usually $10 a mass. So if you're rich, you get out of purgatory faster than the poor people because you have all these masses said for you. He goes, that's not what I'm saying. I said, well, it sure does sound like it. Again, when it comes to purgatory and the purpose of the mass, I am 100% convinced that one drop of the precious blood of Jesus is enough to get you out of purgatory. Of course it is. I, I won't even think about anything other than that because the precious blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything else. And so because of that, it's very important to have masses said for people, but don't sit there and think the more masses that are said, the better it is. That's why it's so important that everybody, when you die and you're a Catholic, if you're watching this, you make sure you have in your will, like uh, Bishop John Dolan, the auxiliary down in uh, San Diego, California. He used to, when he was a pastor, he put, there was a, a sheet that he would have everybody put in the top and it says, the will is not to be read until a mass is said for my soul, the funeral mass is over. So that people sat there and right then and there, it was like, you must have a mass for me because it's very important to have a mass. That's why, and everyone has a right to the funeral mass because then you're covering the person with the precious blood of Jesus and the perfect prayer. But yes, masses are important. Masses can get souls out of purgatory. Just don't think that it's all about uh, the masses. I think too, you could have, if I, it was, if it was me, I'd put so many for my, uh, Masses, uh, again, I only have one mass. My mother has so many masses now uh, because of people around the world by God's grace uh, for her soul. But I believe that, you know, again, one drop of the precious blood will uh, take care of me. But I would sit there and make sure that we make sure that the poor is taken care of too after we die. Because I think that makes the heart of God even more joyous. Because again, Matthew 25, the only time Jesus talks about who goes to heaven and hell was I was hungry and he gave me food. I was thirsty and he gave me drink. So especially when a person dies, to have stuff for the poor would be a phenomenal thing too, besides also the mass. It's not either or, it's both and. Hope you're well, Pagan Paul. <laughs> Margaret, there is a new movie by Mark Wahlberg called Father Stew opens April 13th. Yes, it does. Hopefully it'll be a good one. It is a true story, I know. Hello, Father. Hello, James. Need some clarity. When Jesus told the lady who committed adultery, go and sin no more. But yet we're all sinners. So we are. So are we capable of not sinning? Well, first of all, he was talking about the sin of adultery, you know, so we're able to do and stop mortal sin. Of course we are, you know, by the help of God's grace. And so that's why it was important that before God, um, he didn't condemn her. Does anyone condemn you? No one, sir. He, neither do I condemn you. It is the love of God that sets people free from their slavery to sin. And though, so after a person experiences the love of God, not the condemnation of God, again, in Romans 8, chapter 1, it says there, uh, I mean, cha Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And so if there's no condemnation for us, there's conviction, but no condemnation, that means we can't be an instrument of condemnation because again, in John 3, 17, it says, God did not send his son in the world to condemn it, but to save it. So again, when Christians or anybody goes around condemning people, 
The only one that does that is Satan. Jesus doesn't do it. God doesn't do it. And if anyone does do it, that's what the devil does. Day and night, it says in the book of Revelation, he condemns us. He points us. He accuses us. He's the accuser. So we don't want to do that. So first of all, second of all, uh, to be forgiven of any sin, we need to make sure that we have a repentant heart. So if I'm committing adultery, say it is, uh, then for me to sit there to be forgiven, I got to say, by the help of your grace, not by my strength, I will sin no more. That's always what it says. You say it every time you go to confession, like by the help of your grace, I will sin no more and avoid the narrow occasions of sin. Now, in our weakness, we may fall and God is always there to come to our aid, but we can't use it as presumption like, oh, I'll, I'll fall again, but I'll go to confession. But we got to really, by God's grace, turn away from sin. And then that's what's necessary for forgiveness. So again, there are certain things that, of course, you can stop doing. Like if I come up to you, uh, James, and I beat the heck out of you, and I go, James, I'm so sorry I beat the heck out of you, and I broke your nose, and there's blood's coming out everywhere. I go, I'm so sorry I did that. And you go, that's okay, Father. You're having a bad day. Thank you. You know me, James. And so then I saw you an hour later. I go, hi, James. You go, hi, Father. And I beat the heck out of you again. This time I break both of your arms. And I go, oh, James. I'm so sorry. I really was having a bad day. You just got in the way and you go, well, that's okay, Father. And then I see you an hour later and I go, hello, James. And you go, <laughs> hello, Father. And I beat the heck out of you again. This time I break both your legs. You have a bloody nose, broken arms. And I go, I'm so, so sorry, James. I'm really going to try not to do it again. What are you going to say? I don't think I believe you, Father. Well, why not? Because if I was really sorry, I'd stop beating the heck out of you, correct? So the same with sin. If we're really sorry, we got to repent of that sin. And we can do it by God's grace. But until we have that, we can't even get to the next step. But if we look at God and his strength, then we can do anything. God is always stronger than our sin. I hope that helps. Hey, Pagan Paul, awesome advice. Thanks. Jade, if a person says they are no longer Catholic, can they ever be saved? <laughs> of course, because they're saved by Jesus Christ. The church is necessary for salvation. But the church, again, as we talked about earlier, is who? Jesus Christ. The Vatican Council, too, says even an atheist, they're an atheist through no fault of their own, uh, can be saved. Vatican II also says, if a person knows that the Catholic Church is the true church and they leave it, there's no hope for salvation. But that's the point. Nobody would leave the Catholic Church if they knew it was the true faith. You know, the problem is, like, I understand why people have left. Are you kidding? You know, we as priests would then bishops would tell people what to do. And then there's pedophiles out there. They're abusing kids and everything else. How can you just sit there and uh, just, oh, OK, but I trust you, Father. Really? Really? I'm amazed that people stay in the Catholic Church. And the reason I stay in the Catholic Church is because the truth of the church, the truth of the gospel. But if we just did it because of example, or again, not a pedophile, but if someone looks at me and they catch me on a bad day, I'm a miserable human being. And so they could sit there and say, have you ever seen Father Larry go off on people and yell and scream? And if you haven't, if you want to see it, just go and put my name in uh, YouTube and you're going to find some very infamous me going off the it's not hard to find. 
And so people could sit there and say, I am not going to follow uh, a church where there's priests that get angry like that. I'm not going to follow a church where there's priests that have abused kids. I'm not going to follow a church which is full of money and uh, making sure that uh, the dignitas of some of the priests and they drive the best of everything and have the best of everything. I'm not going to follow that. So I can understand it. But again, I've had friends that have left the church. Why? Because they did no longer saw us as the true faith. And I got to say that years ago when I was in Rome, it was the closest I ever came to leaving the church. Because when I was over there, it was before Pope Francis, but it was all about power. And not the, like Pope Benedict was fantastic. I'm not talking about him, but some of the cardinals, some of the ones were all about themselves and their dignity and thinking they're a prince of the church. I always thought, you're not a prince of anybody. You are the servant of the servants. That's who you are. And when you start thinking that you're important, that's when we start falling apart as a church. And I just thought, is this what it is? Is this what it is? Going to sit there and I'd be at the neck and, hey, you want to see uh, Cardinal so-and-so is going to be there. You want to sit with him today because everybody's trying to who's going to get to be a bishop one day. Stop it. Just stop it. If that's the church of Jesus Christ, I don't want any part of it. Any ever, 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 ever. I don't want it. That's why I was so excited when Francis was uh, made pope and that Holy Thursday, the first thing he does is gets on his knees and uh, serves and he washes a girl's foot who was a Muslim. It's about serving. It's not about look at me and how great I am. That is so anti-Christ. It's unbelievable. Jesus came to serve. We, his disciples, his priests, his deacons, his pope, his followers must be doing the same thing. It's not about us and our dignity. It's about giving away our life the way Christ did on the cross. So hope that helps. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm still trying to get over this. So there's that. I'm doing fine. You know, I, I still haven't uh, wept over my mother yet. I'm still been in, uh, uh, like someone kicked me in the stomach, I guess. I've just been kind of numb. You know, I was sitting there thinking the other day, I think I'm going to a little bit of depression and all this because I just don't have the energy. I've had all these emails I haven't responded to. You know, all those of you who sent me stuff from my mother, you know, I just don't have it in me to uh, write any thank yous yet. You know, and it's just uh, and all the emails and all the prayers. I just, you know, everything's been going to the side. So, uh, uh you know, someone just sent me an email and I just says, my life right now is too crazy. I'm sorry. Um, but again, it's just part of it. It's just going to take some time. So uh, I'm, I keep thinking, you know, Easter Sunday would have been my mother's uh, 81st birthday. And because uh, she was born on April 17th. And I've told you the story before. That was her birthday. She turned 19. It was Easter Sunday. And she had me baptized on Easter Sunday. And right after she had me baptized. She took my little body in front of the Blessed Mother statue and she gave me away to the Blessed Mother. So I think after Easter comes and I finally, uh, all my missions are done for the season and all my big talks are done for the season and all the stuff at the parish is done. The, my assistant will be away all week. 
then I can sit there and hopefully just sit with everything. So uh, again, I appreciate everybody's prayers and uh, um, just taking time. That's all. Okay. My daughter denies Jesus. She's into an occult. All the more that you have to pray for your daughter and you just have to hold her and love her. And, uh, you know, again, what changes people is the love of God. And so you just be the instrument of love to your daughter. Uh, put her in the Blessed Mother's arms. And watch what Mary can do. Okay, I'll see you at Mass on May 8th. Book my travel for emergency care gala fundraiser. Good job. Hope you're not traveling then. I shouldn't be as far as I know. Good. Good book. Returned by Brandon Boat. Van Brandon's a great guy. Um, yes. It's going to take time. Thanks, Jade. Missed you at Queenship and Mary Parish visit. I'm still here. I'm one more day. Tonight's the last night, so you can come. Can you explain why the talks are not on YouTube? My sister can't handle the drive. Sitting for long periods or something to offer up. But anyway, all the talks uh, uh, will soon be on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can get all the, the uh, parish mission talks if you go to the Reason for Our Hope. And all of them are about the same, even though they sat there and says that uh, the, the talk I give to, at all the masses here, they sit there and they says it's a, from 2008. And they say it doesn't look like Father Larry. So. Thank you. I'll have to redo those talks now. Thank you very much. I just I, I haven't paid any attention. Sorry, but yes, but they will be. Uh, we have an app coming out soon. Uh, it's going to be a very uh, we have to trust God because what we're going to start doing is we're going to stop selling all of our uh, CDs and DVDs. We still have to get rid of the stuff we have, um, but we're going to stop selling them and put everything on the app uh, for free. So there'll be every single talk that I've ever given, every homily, everything I've ever uh, given on audio or video will be available for free. So we're going to, and I refuse to charge people for it. So we're going to just ask people to really um, become monthly. And I won't even charge a subscription, but just monthly donors that we can keep giving the gospel for nothing. I don't want to uh, sell the gospel. You know, so I'm, and so the, I still have foundation to support and all the people that work for the foundation. And I just know that uh, God will provide if we're doing his will. And if we're not doing his will, may he destroy the whole thing because I don't ever want to be doing anything apart from the will of God, nor our foundation. Okay. I told Bishop Bill that I think he'll be the first American Pope. He wants nothing to do with that stuff. <laughs> be a great pope and again he's a religious order and religious order people don't think that way normally um so oh i didn't know cardinal dolan lost his mother ah ah that's a shame out there you know he's a good guy up close is hope tv father it's coming that's going to be the app that's going to be the app and uh, as far as I know, I haven't had it again. I haven't um, just haven't been on top of all that. They're doing all that. But I know it's getting close. Even I had brought my book in that here. I got a little bit done in my book. Still not done. 
I get, again, I, I just don't have the energy yet to delve into these things. So I've been praying that that will slowly change and it will, it's only a matter of time. So thank you though. Please pray for me. I get that done. Okay. Here we have some other emails that came in. My niece is 14 years old and just yesterday learned that a friend at school committed suicide. Her family's not religious. She goes to a public school where somehow they have to address the shock without talking about God or prayer. I've taken her to church with my family before, and I know she's receptive to putting her faith in God. Do you have any suggestions how to reach out to teens that are suffering this sort of loss? Do not have a strong faith to fall back on. Again, I just think that everyone's need, whether you're Catholic, Protestant, atheist, whatever, is to be loved. You know, uh, I just I just think I often think, especially when I'm on the road by myself, I often am so touched by people if they can be the, the least bit kind, you know. Uh, and it's hard because we're all into our own little lives. But just reaching out, especially young people, and being kind to them, being loving to them, helping them know they're loved, then that reveals God to them because God is love. And so that's why when we are the most loving, we're most like God. When we are the most loving, we're showing people God without ever saying a word. The problem is, again, uh, to many of us, we just want to hit people over the head with the gospel. But then they don't see the gospel. They just see a bunch of words and condemnation. But if we love people, we're making real the gospel. And then they will be open to what we say. Um, I just think that's the best way. So I hope that helps. Okay. When the president of the United States is in direct opposition to the teachings of the Catholic Church, abortion, gay marriage, religious freedom, is he still considered a member of the church? Yes, unless he's excommunicated. Now, some things will automatically excommunicate you. And uh, hitting the Pope, hmm. uh, helping someone get an abortion, having abortion, automatic excommunication. But you have to know that it has that penalty before you can reach that penalty. Now, once a Catholic, always a Catholic. You know, um, meaning that um, you don't get thrown out of the family unless you're automatically excommunicated. And even then, the church is still reaching out to you. We just got to watch um, how we like to point fingers at everybody else. If you've ever committed a mortal sin, you separated yourself. You were no longer living in the, the will of God. And you separated yourself from God more than the church. Um, if you die in mortal sin, objectively, you go to hell. So. Like I was saying the other night when I was here, like about Biden, would I give Biden communion? And I said, I've never turned any way from anyone from communion. Why? Because the word of God says in 1 Corinthians 11, if you receive Jesus unworthily, you bring judgment and death upon yourself. So I warn people uh, not to go to communion unless they're in a state of grace, but I warn that to everybody. If a person still does that, then God's the one to judge them, not me. And the bread of life can become the bread of death. And so you got to just watch because I think that it's better to err on loving people than it is to uh, go to hell because we judge people. Again, Jesus forbid us to do it. 
And again, he sat there and says, the way that you measure others will be the way he measures you. So think about that. So whenever you point a finger at another person, every time you do that, God is taking the exact same way you judge and mother, measure others' uh, faithfulness and putting it right back on you. And then it's kind of, well, I've never done those things. I'm very faithful. Yeah, but you're prideful. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. You know, it's like in humility, we just got to, okay, what do, what should, what is our stance about the Biden? What should we be doing? The same thing Jesus did. Again, what did he do? He died for sinners. So you should be fasting and praying for him and for everyone, not just him. Fasting and praying that he comes to conversion. Fasting and praying that he comes to know Jesus. Fasting and praying that he starts living the faith of the church. That he becomes an instrument that helps stop abortions in our world instead of killing children. But that's the way Jesus did it. And the only ones he yelled and screamed at, and Jesus yelled and screamed, were the people that thought they were righteous. We just got to watch. That's all. Okay. I need your help. Sorry, I've heard you speak out, but this I need your assistance in the words for my family, please. Okay, we'll try what we can do. I come from a good, solid Catholic family. Good. My granddaughter's upcoming marriage is a problem. She's not getting married in a church, and I feel so conflicted. I've put her and my son, her father, in my prayers, and always have asked the Blessed Mary to help. I know you always say that Mary has never let you down, and uh, I have faith in her also but usually not until they're almost dying. But anyway, my dilemma is this. Can I or should I, can I or should I go to other wedding ceremony? My first decision was not to, but I can see how this would pull the family even farther apart. I've heard you say, meet them where they are. The in-law views Catholic as mean spirit and punitive. <laughs> and you would prove that if you don't go. Christ in this church is love. I want to do the right thing. Again and again, there's many priests that disagree with me on this. Many. But Jesus Christ ate and drank with sinners without becoming one of them. So you can eat and drink with your granddaughter, and she can eat and drink with you because you're a sinner too. Maybe not that way. If you feel very guilty about it, what you could do is... Uh, Quietly not go to the ceremony. Don't make a big deal about why you're not going to the ceremony. But I say, I can't go to the ceremony, but I'll be there at the reception. You get her a gift and everything else. You dance, you do everything else. But again, if Jesus, who is God, ate and drank with sinners, who are we not to eat and drink with sinners? Huh? Um, so again, there'll be many people would say, no, you participate in sin. I've had priests call me on this and tell me that, you know, I've gotten... Uh, uh, I've gotten soft as I get older and, you know, and they lost all respect for me. And uh, I just think that God meets people where they're at so he can get them to stop sinning. If you refuse to go to your granddaughter's wedding, she might hate the church forever because you chose to follow a rule than to follow loving her. It's kind of like if you ever saw the, the movie uh, Fiddler on the Roof, how he disowns his daughter because of their rules. 
the Muslims kill people because of their rules. They kill their daughters because of sexual infidelity. They kill their spouses, all because of rules. And the rules are there to set us free. And so we must be people who bring the love of God to the world. And again, we got to speak truth, please. I'm not, you know, I'm not watering down the gospel. I'm taking the gospel and making it pastoral, meaning that we still love people. The problem is, again, as I've said a million times, before God gives the Ten Commandments, he first sets their, his people free from slavery. Your granddaughter, your son, they might have never experienced the love of Jesus Christ, never experienced being set free from sin. But we put the rules on them anyway. And that's why it doesn't work. That's why they kind of laugh at us and, you know, look at us like, who are you? And they're right. They need to experience the love of God through you so that they can then here go and sin no more. So they can again open, you, you keep that uh, bridge open so that they can get their marriage blessed eventually. Huh? That's what I would do. Now, you got to do and you got to pray. I'm not there. I don't know the whole situation. You got to ask God, what does he want you to do? And then do whatever he tells you, as our blessed mother says, huh? Do whatever he tells you. Hope that helps. Okay. That is all of them. We have that uh, email, so let's go on. Is it common to struggle more during Lent than other times of the year, not with faith itself, but prayer and sacrifice? Yes, because we're usually not uh, sacrificing. You know, I fast most days, so I didn't do anything extra this year because when I lost my mother on Good Friday, it took everything, boom, and it really put me, pulled me down. So I had to sit there and say, okay, God, I'm going to be faithful in my prayer. My holy hour every day, I'm going to be faithful in my fasting and offering for others. But all the other things uh, that I was going to do, I can't right now. You know, and so people would say, oh, you're just weak. I'm still doing a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. Years ago, uh, I was on a radio show, a Catholic radio show, and they're always joking. But they didn't like when I joked because when they sat there and they says, so, Father, what are you giving up for Lent? I says, women. <gasps> I said, I've been a celibate my whole life, so I'm going to keep doing that. Okay. And so they never had me back on. Anyway, it's just kind of like some people can't take it. But anyway, I didn't mean it in a bad way. So, yes, it's common. I just got on and missed the information about the new app. Are you well? Was it a I was the last week's of parish mission. I'm in the middle of the Audrey. I'm in the middle of a parish mission now. Tonight's the last night. Uh, tonight's adoration and healing. And so uh, great things. Pray for miracles tonight. And then uh, at least we get done here at 8.30 so I can get in the road. And then I'm going up to Danville. So pray for me. Taking care of Jack's meds. Well, it's good you're taking care of Jack's meds. Mark 321 and 331 seems to be saying that not only did Jesus' family think that he was out of his mind, but also Mary confused. Could you help? I'm sure that like even the apostles, like they had to grow in knowledge. Uh, and it, Mary didn't do that. Uh, she had she was first in faith. But to try to understand 
what Jesus was doing just from the very beginning. Think about it. When like they lost him at the uh, the finding of child Christ John at temple. Everything isn't just given to somebody. It's even if you talk about how did Jesus know he was God, you know, it's a process. Uh, Mary understanding what it was for him to be God. It was a process. Um, Jesus changed a lot of the rules of the Old Testament. And again, these people were so focused on that. Again, it used to, Jesus said, it used to be an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. What I say to you is love your enemies. What? So they thought he was out of his mind, you know, because here's this holy man who's changing the commandments, if you will. You know, and uh, we've been doing that. The church did it too. Again, uh, the commandment, third commandment was keep away the Sabbath. We changed it to keep away the Lord's day and change it to Sunday. So there's a lot of things that change. And so when people sit there and say, don't tell me these things, Father, everything's the same. No, God is never changing. And God is never changing because God is love. But the way love is uh, brought forth changes. But God doesn't change, understand? So when it comes to the way God reveals himself, the fullness of God in love, but we get deeper understandings in that. So, um, yes, they had to uh, really struggle when Jesus was doing this. What does this mean? How does this, you know, there's all this stuff. That's why I love to sit there and think about the Holy Family as very real people. That even though she knew that Jesus came special, that uh, there was no one there. She came by the power of the Holy Spirit and the child would be born and be called Son of God. Uh, what does that mean? They had to grow into it, even like the teaching of our Trinity. The apostles uh, most probably did not even know what Trinity was. They didn't even know what it meant for Jesus to be God. They knew what it meant for Jesus to be the son of God. But it took many years. You know, you can see a big difference between when uh, Matthew, Mark and Luke, the synoptic gospels are written about 30, 40 AD. And then when the gospel of John is written about 95 or 110 AD or 90 to 110 AD. So the other ones focus on the humanity of Jesus because that's what they knew. John's gospel, which is written much later, focuses on the divinity of Jesus because they got a deeper insight. They remembered what he said. And now they're seeing the resurrection and all this stuff. It's like, whoa. So, you know, all the other ones talk about Jesus being born in the desert and all this kind of stuff and tempting. And John's gospel begins, the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Whoa. That's a lot of learning in the last in 100 years or whatever it is. And so it's always part of growing in insight with God. That's all. So hopefully that helps. Uh, do, 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 do. So that's a confuse. Uh, you're not soft. Eh? I don't think so either. Ask some of the people last night, you know, whether I'm soft. Okay, loving others, not soft. Exactly. It's the hardest thing. You absolutely. It's the hardest thing I do. We'll be live streaming the Passion Talk again. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, watch our website and we'll let you know. Good day, Father. Why is Easter Day not fixed like Christmas Day? Also, which group makes the decision to fix Easter Day and how to fix it? Uh, it's always been, you know, something with the, the moon and everything else, equinox. So that's why we have one. The Orthodox have another date, and it's rarely the same. But they've been talking about, uh, Pope Francis as anyway, with the Orthodox patriarchs and everything about really coming to, let's all, can we uh, agree on one Easter for everybody? Uh, so it could happen. 
I mean, again, we're the ones that said at the church side when it was Easter, we'd celebrate Easter in the beginning. And you can all you have to do is you go online and you say, why do we celebrate? And you'll get a great detailed explanation for that. And so that would be helpful. There you go. Full moon. There you go. So, yes. Your horn's blowing down there. I don't know if you hit oh, thing. <laughs> okay. I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, the... They said my podcast, my my uh, car was downstairs was uh, um, beeping because <laughs> I had it in my pocket and I hit this. So the pastor of this great parish, uh, Father Patrick Lamb, he's gentle as a lamb, just came and had to tell me that the thing was going off. Anyway, I turned it off. So uh, again, we got to get going here. So uh, thank you. We will see you all next week, God willing, make sure that you enter into this holy week with great prayer. Let it be a relationship, not a bunch of rituals, huh? Walk with Jesus. I always call holy week hell week and people laugh because it's very hard. I mean, it's very intense for priests and deacons and everything else, all the stuff we have to do, but it was hell week for Jesus. Absolutely hell week for Jesus. So again, you got to remember that and walk with Jesus. So as you enter Palm Sunday this weekend, just say, Jesus, I want to walk with you. I want to be with you through this, your holy week, your hell week. When you gave up everything for love of me, when you gave me your precious body and blood, when you died on the cross for me, when you rose from the grave to defeat death forever, that I might live with you. Make it personal. Walk with Jesus. Sit with him in the agony in the garden. Comfort him. And this can be one of the best holy weeks you've ever had. You got it? You get it? Are you going to do it? Nature you know his love today and forever. Remember, I'm praying for you and that I love you and I ask you to please pray for me. Lord be with you. May almighty God bless, keep and protect you. He who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Happy Holy Week. We'll see you next week.